Hello and welcome to Two Sweary Dads, a podcast about parenting and other dadly pursuits. I'm your host, Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Hello. And this week we have a guest, Dr. Shane Joseph. G'day, doctor. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so, Shane, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and why you may, might be here. Um, well, um, I'm a, I suppose you call a failed scientist, I guess. Um, I, did a, <clears throat> I did a PhD years ago in soil microbiology and microbial, uh, soil bacterial genetics, basically looking at populations and stuff like that. I know some of those words. <laughs> <laughs> You'll start talking about gaming soon and I'll have no, I'll have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Oh, I can say that, I don't know, I can swear on this podcast. Is that cool? You can swear as much as you fucking yes, want. Sweet. Absolutely. Right. Okay, good. No, I'll explain later. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, I worked as a scientist for a couple of years and then got out of the industry basically, went to sort of corporate life, hated it, hated every moment of it. Um, now I'm working as a vet, well, I'm working in vet pathology, so looking at the bloods of animals, which I think is a much more noble pursuit than looking at human blood, personally. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I do a science podcast as well as this one. Well, obviously, I don't do this one regularly, but um, <laughs> I, yeah, I do a science podcast called Science on Top. I'm a, I'm a regular on that, so look that up. It's just scienceontop.com if you are interested. And it's a much more family-friendly podcast than this one in a lot of ways. Like the, <laughs> we, we actually bleep out the swearing. Because it's on iTunes yeah. and, and it's it's a not explicit version, so <laughs> yeah, we definitely put the explicit tag mm. on, even before we recorded our first episode because <laughs> you just knew we just you just knew yeah we just knew. Who well, I mean, be. like the, the guy who runs ours, um, Ed Brown, he's a really good friend of mine. He um he wanted to appeal to a large range of people, including even yeah, stu- like sure. including students, if that was the case. So you know, and we of we've course, got, of course, we've got a sort of a we got kind of a big audience, I guess. I mean, we get. We get a fair few downloads in America, actually, for some reason. I don't know why, yeah. but I don't know if people actually listen to it or they just download it and then sort of it molders in their hard drive. But <laughs> fire and forget. Mm. Well, we're looking at our um our downloads. Like you see, you see the global map, and it's like okay, getting a lot in the US. Yeah, and mostly the US and Canada are just people I know who I met when I was there. Uh, okay. We actually appeal to anybody outside our direct friend group, mostly. Yet. It's funny because you're a parenting podcast. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. Oh, look, I, ostensibly, I am. Um, <laughs> I know a guy who's um, he's into. Have you heard? The, I don't know if you guys have. How, how into the whole parenting thing are you? Like in terms of parenting online, that sort of thing. Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't. I don't participate sort of in the communities as much as I should yeah. or could. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm on a few. Yeah, I'm on a few Facebook groups and, mm. and that sort of thing. I just uh, wondered if Erica. You... Erica, my wife, like, is involved in a lot more of sort of like mums groups and stuff. Although, man, some of those places are toxic. Like, <laughs> she, she's well, she's quitting a few of them because they there's a lot of anti science stuff in there, and you know we sort of try to be very science based um, around and just you know and just logical around our parenting, you know. And for me, there's an online community for for parenting. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are I'm, some good dads ones out there, but yeah, I only ask because yeah. a mate of mine's called the Dadinator. I don't know, I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, his name's Seamus. He he runs he runs a blog called the Dadinator. Okay, which is ba- which is ba- it's based on um Strong Bad, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Because um, that was an old in joke when we were friends back in uni, and um. Anyway, the point is that yeah, he does a parenting blog, and I think I don't know, he might be a guest. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask him if he's interested. Yeah, if, you, if, you're, awesome. if you're yeah, well, I mean, it's 
it there's a there's a huge um like parenting and, and dad blogging community and some of the facebook groups i'm i'm in i see a lot of it's just dad bloggers and things and mm. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is our blog. This is as close as yeah. we get to that sort of thing. But look, I mean, and, and you know, yeah. it does just give us a few moments to to chat about it and ref, I guess reflect on things. And I don't know. We don't go that deep on this show. We probably <laughs> could go deeper and maybe appeal to actual parents. <laughs> it's kind of like a just the tip podcast instead of you know a balls deep. <laughs> wow, that's good. That's good to know. I don't want to be. I don't want to appear on a fucking database somewhere. <laughs> so you don't have kids? No, I do not. <laughs> what? So you know, just in general, what are your thoughts on kids? This is a parenting podcast. Oh, jeez, this could get controversial. Look, I'm not a massive fan of kids. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, I don't relate well to them. I don't really know what to do around them, <laughs> like in terms of how to speak to them or. Um, I, I'm just not a kid person. I'll be, I'll be yeah. perfectly honest with you. But you know, what, what's the age where they cross that line from kid into human being for you? Oh, about twenty. Or later, to be honest, get sensible. <laughs> uh, look, that, that's not look. I've, I've taught kids when I was done when I was doing my PhD. I actually taught a few high school classes. Mm. Um, at uni. Jesus, I, that's scary. Well, I, I say classes like they were science groups, and they were there specifically for a project, kind of like a prac kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, they, were, they weren't too bad. Um, some of them, well, it depended on the group. It depends. Some of them were really attentive and really good. Some of them were absolute little fuckers and I'd, yep. I never want to, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. It's, but that isn't the issue. Like, I, I think, I don't know. I just don't, uh, I, I look at parenting and I think, God, I'm just kind of glad. Like, it, long story short, me and my wife probably aren't going to have kids. Um, that's fine. For, I look at for, parenting for a... sometimes. I think that same thing. So, <laughs> oh, but it's, it, uh, look, it's it, it, well, I mean, it wasn't like we, it wasn't that we didn't want to have kids. It just certain circumstances have kind of ruled it out. But um, yeah. I look at it and go, I, I look at their circumstances and go, you know what? I I'm kind of glad <laughs> in a lot of ways because um, I just look at my friends who have kids and I think I don't know how the fuck you do what you do because I, I'd be I'd be committed by now I'd, I'd commit yeah. myself i just <laughs> i couldn't do it i haven't got the patience there's definitely a certain amount of of patience and yeah you do go a little bit insane definitely yeah. down that down that path you know it's when i see friends of mine who have have kids it's, it's when they do their first poo post on facebook and, and then i unfollow <laughs> them i'm like no i, I don't want to read that shit i don't care I, you know, I, I know you find this fascinating because you're surrounded by brown stuff. I'm, I'm not, and I don't yeah, want to read you it. You kind of have to. You do have to a little bit to stay sane. That, that, I guess that's where the parenting communities come in handy because it's, it's like ninety percent shit posts. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and, fine. and not I in the it, like yeah. internet, not in the internet way of shit posting, but like literal feces. Yeah, yeah. My kid covered their face in turds. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Again, not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not given that we're still friends on Facebook, Shane, then I gather I didn't actually put up any of those um, number two oh, posts. I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't unfriend them. I just don't follow. Polite way ever <laughs> Shit on this show, Trevor. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't necessarily unfriend people. I just unfollow them. But no, no you have. Yeah, for, yeah. As far as I'm aware, Trev, you haven't done it. I don't think you've done it either, Ben. I don't think for, so. I, I try to. Remember. I try to stay yeah. away. I try to Facebook becomes that you know like it is for so many people it's here is uh, here are the perfect moments in life and, uh, that's why I don't post very often <laughs> mm, that's fair no. yeah 
So I thought we could we could use your doctory abilities, Shane, in um, <laughs> maybe giving a little bit of a, a rundown on how vaccinations actually work. <laughs> okay. Uh, bear in mind, I'm not actually an immunologist or a doctor, for that matter, like a real doctor. You know, I, I, I so thought... did you? So, see, Trevor led me to believe that you were an expert. Here. <laughs> I wouldn't say an expert. I mean, we've talked about vaccination on. Um, Science, yeah, on science top. podcast, yeah, <laughs> yeah, science on top every now and again, and it's usually a, a rant based thing because um, science on top, as the podcast, is a very it's 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 part of the skeptics movement. A lot, it's very yeah. much rooted in that. So we have a lot of people on who are either science communicators or um, you know work in the field, and a lot of them are very very angry at the fact that um, there's a huge anti-vax movement. It isn't as big as as you tend to be, you, you're led to believe. No, it's just a just, very, it's a very vocal, vocal minority, and they're insidious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they've undone, they've undone a lot of, a lot of hard work that people have done, you know, over, over the past oh, century, I'd say. Yeah, you know, um, where, you know, where on the scale from like chiropractors to homeopaths would you rate them in the? Just, oh God, just the frustration. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, I reckon. Look, that <laughs> in some ways they're a lot more dangerous because yeah, they're they're going against. Now, you know, well, how basic do you want me to get about vaccination here? Well, do you want me to talk about the actual? Because <laughs> you know, I can go back a bit. I mean, you know, the, the first, the first actual historically recorded vaccine was um, what was his name, Jenner, and that was just you know observing that you know back in the eight, I think eighteen hundreds. I'm bad at history, but he, um, you know, he noticed that it was in the time of smallpox. Um, smallpox was ravaging the world and, you know, it, it was a horrible disease. It killed a lot of people and people who didn't kill were left horribly scarred. But he noticed, I think he was a gentleman, like he was like a lot of scientists back then, he was a, a rich kind of hobbyist. And he noticed that his, well, milkmaids, I don't know how he noticed milkmaids, it's probably, you know, out <laughs> <laughs> there perving on young girls yeah, milking yeah. cows. But he noticed, well, the milkmaids back then were, 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 they were kind of known for their beautiful complexions. And he realized these women have cowpox, which is a little bit similar. Like it has similar sort of sores, but not as voracious. And they had them on their hands. And so he made this deductive leap. Oh, maybe this is protecting them. So it was a bit of a leap to make. I mean, it wasn't exactly intuitive. So he got some kid, which is, again, ethics. <laughs> ethics. They didn't exist back then. Yeah. He, I think he got the child of a maid or a child of his servant or something like that and infected this child. Someone with- who doesn't matter. Yeah, pretty much. Someone, some some, some commoner. You know. yeah. yeah. He infected the kid with with cowpox um, and the kid was sick for <laughs> for days. And then he got over it. And then he, and then he deliberately infected him with smallpox and he yep. didn't get it. Yep. So, you know, that, and that, that's the sort of the very simplified story of how the first vaccine came to being. But, you know, since then, there have been very, there have been various vaccines, you know, obviously perfected the science um, and you can get a vaccination for pretty much anything. And that's great. Um, and there are side effects with some of them, of course. Like, you know, sometimes it's just localized swelling in the area. Sometimes, you know, like a one in a couple of million cases, you get horrible side effects. Mm. But the important yeah, thing well, that's is... It. It's that, all about the risk factor though, right? Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, statistics in, around it just, yeah. In the meantime, like, yeah, you, you might have, you know, one in a million people getting not autism because there is no freaking link between autism <laughs> and any vaccine. <laughs> but, you know, I think there are some, again, I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there are a few quite adverse reactions you can get. But again, we're talking one in, at the most, a couple of hundred thousand. Now, I would take those risks over the risk of getting a horrible infectious disease, well, which in the past well, has wiped the out people. 
Yeah, I mean, because the rates of um, complications with something like measles are like way higher, right? Than, yeah, yeah, than those statistics on yeah on side effects. So and yeah, this is the thing, and I, I think part of it just comes down to: do, are we not teaching people statistics well enough in high school? <laughs> well, like, no, people don't get it because they yeah. they seem to think that the, the, the other thing the one of the problems is they forget the fact that um, these diseases because they've been now they are now being sort of um neutralized and they're very we don't think of them, much of them because they're not around anymore people aren't dying from them people aren't getting them in on mass and we forget how serious they were so when people think of measles now they think of oh, it's like just a couple of a couple of sores and a couple of lumps no it's much more serious than that like kids died from that stuff <laughs> yeah. you know so it's that's the problem i think in a, lot, in a lot of ways vaccination has been a bit too successful in that it's people have forgotten yeah. how how's how bad it was before. Yeah, and you would hope you would hope that a successful scientific intervention intervention over you know decades would just really lead everyone to science and make them happy that we have this science and you <laughs> no. want to put more money into science. No, people, no, uh, no. Civilization isn't isn't that uh, that clever, unfortunately. No, it's not particularly all. No, it's it's it's. I think short memories. I think is the problem. That's, That's it, the main yeah. problem. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I could rant about this for a long, long time because it's pretty horrible. Um, you know, we there's there's a rise now. There's a, a, a rising occurrence of people who are you know conscientious objectors who basically start. I wouldn't call them epidemics, but they're definitely little pockets of infection. Yeah, and the important thing to remember as well about vaccinations is that not everyone can get them because a lot of yep. people are immunocompromised and they can't receive them. So they rely on what's called herd immunity, which is the rest of us getting vaccinations to stop the diseases yeah. from spreading. It needs to be yeah. a certain percentage, yeah. I believe. Yeah, and it, I think it depends on the infectiousness, but yeah. Well, and this is the thing, like, and you see these pockets of of uh, infections come up and you look at the, yeah, you basically you look at the rates of vaccination and it just it lines up exactly. Like, we know... This is the thing. The science is solved around this. Like we know exactly <laughs> how many yeah, yeah. people, pretty much, we need to get vaccinated for this not to happen. And yeah, it's just you can't, you can't just force people. I guess you can't jab needles in people's arms without their permission. Um, not saying that we should. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. See, I, I actually would almost argue that we should do that. But that's <laughs> that's if I'm, yeah, that's I, if I'm being really yeah. quite, you know. Yeah. Um, Sociopathic, I suppose. I mean, we've had a couple of good uh, move, well, movements, and uh, the the government in in Victoria has done a few things with their no jab, no, um, pay. No, jab no pay, and no jab, no play, because they like to come up with <laughs> these little little rhyming names for things. But yeah, not not getting your benefits and not being able to go into um, daycares and kindergartens and things without having your vaccinations. Which is fantastic, I think. You know, obviously there was there was certain backlash from people who did think <laughs> it was too intrusive. But hey, you know, you're bringing your your kids around other people, or you're taking advantage of social services and things, which you know includes yeah. money that would go to like this is the money that needs to pay for your kid if they do get measles and yeah. die, nearly die. You know, and and I do think there has to be a sort of a weighing up here. Like, okay, you got individual rights versus um, good of the good of the community or good of society. And yeah. if a government is... The government, okay, on some level has to be concerned with individual rights, but really, when it comes down to it, it's not... It shouldn't be as big a deal for governments. It should not be something that they should be worried about that much. Like, it should be much more... They should be much more worried about the, the effects on society. 
And it's very and it's demonstrable exactly. that when you have low vaccination rates, you have diseases that go through and wipe out communities. So yeah. I think that's fairly clear. I, I, I have no problem with this no jab, no faithing. I think it's a great thing. No, I no, I think it's okay. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is the thing. Like, yeah, people argue about, oh, like, yeah, you know, bodily autonomy and personal rights. It's not like people are coming and, and literally giving your kids vaccines without you, no. you know, giving your permission. It's just, well, <laughs> if you want to take make use of these government services, government-funded the- services, then, yeah. you know... Then this is something. This is a requirement, and it's for the health and safety of the populace as a whole. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And there's nothing stopping a, a, a group of these, you know, fuckwits from, you know, <laughs> you know, making their own little commune and, and opening their own little childcare center in the middle of no, nowhere. No, go ahead. God, Just where, don't you know, come near my kids. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, individual freedom allows for that, and I don't think. Yeah. I don't think any government could stop you from doing that. And that's, at least here anyway. And that's fine if you want to do that. But, I mean, that being said, I, I then think of it in terms of, okay, so did you ask the child this? And you can't ask the child this because the child isn't old enough to consent or not. So, yeah, yeah. And that shits me too. No, because exactly. You're basically, for your, for your ideology, and that's exactly what it is, it's an ideology, you're exposing your kid to diseases that should have been wiped out years ago. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. And as a parent, you know you're supposed to you're supposed to protect your child as much as humanly possible. And well, guess what? A vaccine is a is humanly possible to to give to <laughs> them. So yeah, you know we are we ran into some trouble actually because the the vaccine schedule between Canada and Australia is different slightly. You know, it just differs in the timing and such. Um, and we also just had some issues with them getting the records over here. So we did miss out on some benefits for a while there because they just because they didn't have his updated records. Mm. But one of the other things that happened is we, we took him in for his vaccines and it's just at the like the local clinic and they have a nurse come by on Thursdays and Fridays or whatever and she's there and that's who they have do their vaccines. But um, I, we, we came close to reporting her because she... Uh, I can't remember the one he needed. I think it was the uh, like HIB, whatever that is. I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't really HIV. matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a um, he needed a one that was it was for multiple diseases, a vaccine against multiple mm. things. And she only had she had them separately or something. But she basically she made us wait. She gave him one, and she was like, "Oh, you know, just to be safe, we'll wait two weeks, you know, until it's all calmed down or something, something ridiculous." <laughs> And, you know, I looked it up. It's like, no, like, you can give them all at once. That's the whole point. That's you know? the point. Of, yeah. There's this whole thing about, like, oh, we don't want to overpower the immune system or whatever. And mm. and, f- and you'll be you'll know more than this, Jane. But from the reading I've done, it's like, no, fuck off. Like, the immune not, yeah. system deals with more shit than this every single day. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, the, <laughs> the way, I mean, the way this works, if, oh, I suppose I can simplify it a bit. Your body is basically armed with nearly every conceivable sort of infectious agent, a record of it anyway, that can possibly come into your body and, and do you harm. Mm. Um, but think of it as a signal. Like, it's got a, it's got a library of signals that it looks for. And there's only certain... Like, it's, it's about... Um, uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put this in a way that's simple. It's... <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of... No. Amen. Well, yeah. It, it's kind of... <laughs> think about, like, when something infects you, infects you. It sends out these signals, these protein signals, that can be broken down into small little readable bits and your body basically has a library of these small little readable bits that it just generates randomly 
and that's in your in, in it, that's in your so-called adaptive immune system. So you basically your body will go around like you've got two arms of your immune system. You've got your adaptive and your innate, and the innate sort of patrols the body and looks for stuff that's coming in, and it takes it back to kind of the library and says, "Well, here, look at this. You know, what's is this bad or is this bad? Or is this good? And then if it's bad." your body will mount a, a reaction to it. And that's basically yeah. what a vaccine is. It, it's, it's sort yeah. of, it, it presents your body with a possibility and then it builds up that library. So if you, the next time your body encounters it, like say the flu, it, it'll be like, oh, I've seen that before. You're dead and it'll go and yeah. get it. And that's, that's the good thing about vaccines. It's basically priming your immune system. So theoretically, you can do this for almost, I mean, yeah, you'll get certain reactions to it. Like, you know, your, body, your immune system isn't perfect and it does some stupid, shitty things sometimes. Um, like hay fever is an example of that basically, um, where your immune system detects pollen and goes, oh, that's bad, and just attacks your nose. You know? <laughs> it's, it's... We need flowing rivers of yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right yeah. here. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I think acne is another, ver- is another version of that where it says, oh, that's a bacteria there. You know, it's, it's... So it does some ridiculous things sometimes, but on the whole, it works pretty well. And yeah, so there's no need, long story short, there is no need to sort of stagger a vaccine that way, really, as far as I'm aware. No, no. No, it was. I was really pissed off, and she also like, she gave Taz a some sort of little, well, what Erica thought was a little lolly, like a jelly lolly, hmm. and then after she gives it to her, gives it to him, says like, oh yeah, like no, it's it's okay, it's not a lolly, it's this like nutrient something supplement. <laughs> oh god! And I'm like, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was nothing. I'm sure it literally did nothing, um, but. I'm like, what the fuck? You're giving my kid like some pseudoscience bullshit <laughs> thing that you picked up at, unfortunately, the pharmacy, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, oh, they're, yeah. Look, they're gummy but, vitamins. Yeah, it, was, it would have been something like that, but it was probably it was probably something homeopathic or... Probably. <laughs> In which case, it would have done nothing to him, so I wouldn't worry about it too yeah. much. No, no, I'm not, I wasn't concerned about it actually hurting him. I was just pissed off. It's like, don't give my kid your bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really I surprised. I'm really surprised that any anyone who believes in homeopathy could ever drink any water because you'd you'd be thinking <laughs> was that water in to- in a toilet and therefore it's had shit in it and therefore it's like super super powerful now. <laughs> Tim Tim Minchin has a great line in his I think it's in his um in his poem that he does called Storm, and it's something about like yeah you know uh, you believe that it can remember you know, such and such, but that it forgets all the dinosaur poop it's had in it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, homeopathy is a funny one. Um, I think most people who sort of believe in it, well, who follow it, don't actually understand the, no. the, the philosophy behind it, which if you spend more than a couple of minutes reading up on it is is fucking ridiculous <laughs> it is just the it's, it doesn't make any fucking sense at all like it's it, it, you explain this to lame lay people and they go how does that work because even you know <laughs> exactly. people who have no science background go that doesn't work if you're doing something out to its whatever it that 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 lowers the efficacy and the effectiveness yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid it's yeah and the problem is that it's 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 as close to sort of well it's it's basically snake oil but it's it's so I actually find it quite unethical because you yeah. because it's a lot of money goes into this you know these these pills that are basically just sugar and powder or the liquids that are basically just water are sold for ridiculous amounts oh yeah they're just fleecing people yeah and yeah it's such a but see I'm not I'm not certain the people behind it actually are that 
duplicitous about it. I think they actually believe in it. A lot I, of them. I think in a, yeah, I think in a lot of cases they do. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> but how could you actually prove that you've actually done the dilution? To the thing, you could just be putting tap water into that thing, saying, "Okay." <laughs> actually, no. Actually, part of the problem is sometimes people will sell something as a homeopathic remedy, but it has an active ingredient, <laughs> and because of all the because of all the um, the lack of laws and things like things that get sold as homeopathy and supplements and things don't have to go through the rigorous testing and requirements that actual like food and medicine does. Yeah. No, you're right. They don't because they're not considered. They're considered alternative medicine. So there's a, I think there's a um. Yeah, there's basically a loophole yeah. or like just a lack of of standards there, and yeah. they can pretty much put whatever they want in there. Um, well, I mean, to, to yeah. a point. I mean, first of all, pharmacies shouldn't be selling these things. Oh God, no, absolutely. Like, I, I'm, 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 I'm not even big on them selling vitamins because vitamins are another yeah. cock. But you know, that's another, yeah. that's another story. Um, but the <laughs> fact that they, the fact that they also sell these things is just staggers me because I've, I've been in there like I, you know when I go to the pharmacy I, I just look around and I, I see this stuff I'm like are you, are you serious <laughs> how much how much is this pill are you what the fuck you know, yeah like there's, there's it just completely erodes your trust in them as any sort of medical professional you know yeah and the problem is that a lot of these things also um people just sort of don't a might not know their homeopathy treatments and they because they're sort of natural they're marketed yeah. as natural and That's you know it. organic or whatever like um my mother-in-law once and she's not she's not like this at all she doesn't believe in this sort of voodoo for you know for want of a better term but she she had this stuff that she was touting she's it was called rescue remedy or something which was basically a we've got a dog who's very anxious and she was like oh you know i, I, I tried some of this rescue remedy and it's basically alcohol I looked it up, and it's it's it's, it's got it's, it's got a couple of it's got a couple of herbs in it and something. It's called the homeopathic treatment, and I looked at the ingredients, and it's mostly alcohol. And I'm like, well, this okay, is, yeah, because so- <laughs> sometimes they will they'll they'll say, oh no, this we dilute this in alcohol, not in water. So yeah, yeah. it just becomes pure alcohol. <laughs> it's, it's alcohol. So so like so so basically, yeah, I'm getting my dog drunk to to get her to, to get her to calm down. Cool. And this was this was and but it's it's actually sold as like a calming agent. You're supposed to take a couple of yeah. drops in your tongue. It's basically, I, I get the same effect from drinking vodka. It's, yep. it's you know, it, it's crazy. I mean, me. that's almost literally snake oil at that point because, yeah. like, back in the day, that is most of what that was. It was like, oh, we'll put some alcohol in it and, uh, and some morphine. cocaine and it will, yeah, it's morphine, exactly. And you'll feel much better Pretty for much. about six hours and then you'll feel like shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, you'll have uh, a hangover. This is how you calm your baby down at night. Just. Take oh, some yeah. of this. <laughs> my yes. grandma, my grandma still tells us to do that. <laughs> Just give us some, give us some gin. Yeah, <laughs> Hell, at least they're being honest about it. Jesus, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my grandma is very honest. <laughs> she doesn't hold anything back. Uh, so Shane, what are your thoughts on Trump? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Should we get political here? Oh god! I mean, if you like, I, you know, where this is going to be our last our last uh, podcast release before the election. Before the election, so, really? Is it? Oh, yeah. okay. But yeah, because oh, it's going to be yeah. Basically, when, as we're recording next week, they'll be voting. Oh my uh, god! So yeah, but maybe you know, <laughs> the beginning of the end. Who knows? I don't know. Look, I I am. Um... Oh, I don't even know where to start with this because it's bad enough over here, as far as I'm concerned. Oh God, no, it's horrible. But but over there, like it, it's it's reached like a it's it's like a farcical procedure over there. Like I cannot believe they're 
they're arguing. Okay, I don't like Hillary Clinton very much. Don't get me wrong. I, th- I think she's a very flawed candidate. But you had to compare the two of them. I'm sorry. <laughs> there is no fucking choice here. Like, we've got, a, we've got a man who is a sociopath versus a woman who is just a typical politician. Yeah, okay, who might be exactly. corrupt in her own way, but she's still a politician. And she has basically dedicated a good portion of her life to serving the public. Now, okay, you could argue that she's got her hands in the trough and that all sorts of bad shit's happened around her and that, you know, and we all know about, about her husband and what he was up to. Not just, I'm not, and I'm not even not talking about the, No, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking about the sexual scandals. I'm talking about, like, right. the, the political just shit he was involved in. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah I, sure. I, I, I don't care where he put his dick. That doesn't, doesn't, doesn't concern me in the slightest. <laughs> as long as it was consensual, I didn't give a fuck where he put it. But yeah. in terms of what he did politically, like, some of the stuff he did was horrible. But, and, she, and, and, she, and she has, I think, voted on every single, yes to every single incursion, American incursion, since she's been a senator. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that is one of the things that's said about her. Is, is I mean, and she gets called a warmonger. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if that is a valid term or not, or if it's. You know, I feel like it's maybe going a bit overboard because it is. I mean, and part of the problem is it does just become politics, right? Yeah, it does. I suppose. You know, I mean, I guess she was Secretary of State, so she probably had, you know, some. It wasn't just oh yes, vote yes because I don't know what's going on or whatever, but. No, no, she um, she made political choices, but then, yeah, absolutely. But even disregarding all that, even if you believe that she is the devil incarnate, um, <laughs> you, you've got <laughs> we we laugh, but like I saw recently when they yeah. were talking about polling Trump supporters, and literally something like forty percent of them called her a demon. Uh, like it's <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's so ridiculous. I don't. Yeah, uh, and I, it's, I, I, yeah. I've seen people who I consider fairly into. Well, I, I know of people. I don't. They're not my friends on Facebook because. Fuck that noise! But no. I know that, I, I know some. I know at least one person who is. I would consider he's a smart Republican, like he's a smart right winger. Yeah, and he is. Yeah. Called, and he has said that he thinks Trump is fairly moderate. Now, I, I have to wonder what is what is his definition of moderate? Because this is a man who has come out and said he's advocated killing the families of terrorists. Yeah, you know, at, which you know. Yeah, but he's moderate on on all the other issues of of the Republican Party. <laughs> you know, he's except, actually more except left wing. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, well, he's, he's an opportunist. But... He's he's a bit like um Absolutely. he's yeah. he's a much more extreme version, I think, of Malcolm Turnbull in a lot of ways. He's an opportunist. He mm. will jump on. He like now he's come out and said he's pro. You know, he's pro life. But in the past, he's very much been like, well, it's a choice thing. Or you know, I think he's basically he he will hitch his wagon to whatever's going. I didn't think Trump. I didn't think Trump believe that women had choices. Well, good point. Yeah. I, I, I think he's talking about the, the man's choice to choose for the woman, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there's an argument that you could make that he doesn't actually... Well, this is a fairly well-known argument that's a bit of a conspiracy theory, but who knows? That, you know, he never wanted to be president in the first place and that he's basically using it to further his brand, which would fit all the... Yeah. All, everything we know about Donald Trump. Like, he's not... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I um, I think that is like I agree. It's a little bit conspiracy theory, but not as much as you'd think. No, I, I could yeah. see that happening. Yeah, you know, it sort of starts as this thing. Oh yeah, I'm going to run for president because it's going to well, be he's good done publicity, and then I'll get kicked out. And, yeah, well, yeah, he's exactly he's dabbled. <laughs> in, like he's done. He's sort of jumped into to the political arena in different ways in the past. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean the difference is that he might now become the president because it's oh, it's, just, it's and it's just and I mean I read an I read an really interesting article um, on cracked.com, actually 
amusingly I don't know they uh, often they're just comedy stuff but they have sometimes they have some really good articles but was that by um, Adam Todd Brown by any chance the no it was David about? Wong who oh, okay. well his screen name well he's uh he's he, that might be a pseudonym he's an author as well I've read a couple of his yeah books, yeah but... he's, he's, one of, yeah. he's one of the editors I think but yeah yeah I think he is but he was writing about um you know what people don't understand about Trump supporters and he just he put together this really interesting article about what it's like to to live basically in this sort of American, you know, the middle America kind of thing mm. in these small so, towns. So in the red states. Where, well, basically, yeah. But, you know, these towns where the whole community revolves around the church and people never leave these towns mm. and there's this whole dichotomy between the city folk and the country folk and all the country folk ever see is the city folk making fun of them and, <laughs> and what they see in Trump for, and and this I don't necessarily get. I guess I can see a part of it, but they feel like he's sticking it to them. Yeah, they feel yeah. like he's saying to these left wing city people, you know, you know, fuck you, and here's what we're gonna do. And yeah, so it was it was really interesting, and it did sort of bring home this idea of like these these are just people, these Trump supporters, and some of them are fucking nut jobs, and <laughs> most and most of them don't really understand, uh, you know, like. Uh, you know, you see some of these uh, these shows where they go and interview Trump supporters, and and they're they're just completely at odds with their own beliefs. You know, they don't they haven't even really thought this through, and a lot of them haven't. A lot of them haven't actually thought this through, but they've latched onto this sort of this Trump wagon, and it's not and even just going with it. But yeah, but it's it's more than just that though. It's also, and I th- I think I might have read the same article, but even without reading the article or remembering it very well, it's not just about they think Trump is their savior. It's also about they do not want Hillary Clinton. They yeah. do not. They do yeah. not, and and it's further extended to that. They don't want Democrats because they they see Democrats as communist, and yeah. it, it all goes back to the sort of the anti-red thing in America, which is which is still pervasive, and it's kind of scary. Like, oh, absolutely. I'm surprised Bernie Sanders got as far as he did talking about yeah. socialism. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and he's probably the, yeah he's probably the most socialist. Um, oh, yeah, president, yeah, presidential candidate I've seen. Well, definitely in my lifetime, and probably in a, yeah. at least in the last, you know, century. probably for the rest of your life. Probably for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's this idea that for, you know the, the left is taking over, that white white America is dying, which it actually kind of is. Um, and I, I mean, the culture of white America, yeah. in a way, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't see a problem with that personally. I think that's actually probably a good thing. I think I, I think with it dying. Well, I, I think I'm more, not yeah. even dying, but sort of becoming more heterogeneous, heterogeneous yeah. you know, like it's sort of, yeah. it, it, and that's the, the way that goes the world, the world over really. Like I don't, I don't see a problem with the blurring of cultural identities in no. such a way, in a way, because I think that's the way that we, we become more human. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, you get rid of the, the sort of us and them and yeah, the areas. the parochialism and the, that. yeah, yeah. Um, but people don't want they don't want that you know like, and, and we see it here in Australia like it's, it's even worse it's, in some ways it's even worse here because it's a lot more toxic oh yeah um, no no a lot of a lot of people seem to think that racism and sexism is a integral part of being an Australian mm. well they wouldn't call it that though they, 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 they basically no no say, no, uh, no. That, that's just them being Aussie or whatever or you know and, and, yeah, and now these, polit- yeah. these politically correct uh, souls are coming along and ruining all their fun that's essentially what is, seems to be the <laughs> that seems to be the the, the rhetoric anyway and yeah, yeah yeah the problem is that their fun is at the expense of, of underprivileged people so <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah but that don't say that's that. why we have a problem with it no like... well I mean my wife was telling me something about that Paul and Han- I, I, I've 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 tried to ignore Paul and Hanson because let's face it I 
<laughs> I remember her first rise to power, and that scared the fuck out of me then, and it scares, it scares mm. me even more now. Um, but she was saying that she'd said something along the lines of, oh, when Australia is a rich country again, we can then afford to bring refugees in. And I'm like, what? What? by what definition do you, do you think Australia is yeah. not a rich country? Are you serious? Like, we on our doorstep, we've got a third world country, and you, and you, and you somehow think that we're... Hard done by? Are you fucking? Are you out of your head? Like that's. But... It, it, there is this alternate reality that that the sort of extreme right wingers seem to live in, where, I mean, facts facts aren't facts don't matter. Facts yeah, aren't real. I guess so. it's what we feel. It's what we see around us and feel that are the actual facts, and that's how it is. Not, and, yeah. and I, you know, I see a bunch of white people around me, and they all they all hate brown people too. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. It's um really scary to see the other senators within within the One Nation Party, like and how absolutely batshit insane they are. Yes. Well, oh, well, yeah. What's the what's the guy who Mr. Reynolds? <laughs> is it Reynolds? Oh. Who was the one who was on Q and A? Oh, Malcolm. When, yeah, um, Ma- I think Malcolm. When Brian th- Brian Cox was on. Not Malcolm Reynolds. That's, that's the guy from Firefly. Yeah. That's Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? I'll, I'll look Captain. I'll look it up. One second. Yeah, something Reynolds. It might be something Reynolds. It but, may not uh, even be Reynolds. No, he Malcolm something else. Yeah, it might be. But he, um, he really is like he had this thing. Ah, oh, I should, I should find out what it was because he'd sent a letter in the past or something, and he refers to himself in this weird way, and it came out that it's because he's part of this weird sect that believes that language has power, and so you have to ref- like you ha- when you write your name, it has to be in a certain way. And- <coughs> It's got he uses all punctuation in in this strange way. Oh, it was, oh okay. And then and then he was on Q and A and talking about yeah how he thought there was a NASA conspiracy for climate change and <laughs> Malcolm Roberts <laughs> is the guy he thinks of. Malcolm Roberts, yeah. Malcolm Roberts, yeah. yeah. Um, you were bringing out Reynolds for some reason. Oh well, you know, probably because I want I want <laughs> yeah. Firefly. Back. I'd rather I'd rather Malcolm Reynolds is in our Senate. No, Ma- Malcolm Reynolds. I'm, I'm still doing it. Malcolm. <laughs> Yeah, now Malcolm Roberts is a special little snowflake. Um, the man, yeah, the, the yeah. man. Like I, I thought, Stephen Fielding, who used to be in the, with our, the um, Family First senator, I, I thought he was a nut job, and he's nothing compared to this guy. Like this guy's no, he's he's, he's a screw loose. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the problem is that now, I mean, there's this thing in the last day or two where. Turnbull's pulling straight from the playbook of One Nation with this bloody banning refugees for life. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, yeah, I no. saw, I saw that, I, I saw that, and I don't even yeah. know where to start with that. I mean, I, no, I, I know. Again, we we saw this, we've seen this before. Yeah. The rise of One Nation back in the late nineties um, mm. has done did something similar, and it basically made the it, it turned it pushed the right even further right, like all the you know the, the respectable right even further right. Um, and it allowed people. It, it allowed an asylum seeker policy that had been introduced under Labor, by the way, to be um, perpetuated and made even worse. And, and successive governments have made it even worse. And now this government, this, this so-called, Mal, you know, Malcolm Turnbull with his his left-wing appeal and, there, and, and people who love him to bits. I think he's a cool uncle of some kind. He is now taking this even further. And yeah, he's going to basically. It, it makes no sense because if we have if we have stopped the boats as Tony Abbott was so fucking fond of telling us this over and over again, it's pretty much all he could say by the end. Yeah, pretty much. But if if we have indeed or, or if, eat onions, if, if we have indeed done that, why the fuck do we have to then go this one step further? There is no need no. for this. 
Um, this no, is basically no. to appeal to the cruel part of society, which seems to love. The, seems to not have a problem with the fact that we are locking brown people up in fucking. Gulags. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I actually don't get it. Like, is there is there seriously that much of the population of Australia who has dehumanized, you know, people of different nations and countries who are in trouble that much that they're okay with putting them in these. I in these places and in, into these situations. I, I think that there is a disconnect here between um, people think that. I remember when um, I think the Rudd government closed those camps down, and all of a sudden we had a lot more boat arrivals, and people were, and some boats were sinking. Yes, people were dying at sea. Yeah. So the right latched onto this. They said, "Oh, people are dying at sea. We can't have this." So instead of you know getting our navy to come and tow them in, they got our navy yeah. to go and tow them out. And basically yeah. make them not our problem anymore, and that's the main thing. It's, 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 it seems to be this idea of oh, we can't, you know, if we make this deterrent to stop people from coming here, people won't die anymore, and that's not the case. No, <laughs> people still die. It's just in international waters. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or they or they languish in refugee camps in elsewhere where we you know where where we don't have to worry about them, and that's the yeah. problem. It's it's about except that except that we're spending. Billions of dollars. Yeah, but we don't see it. You see, like again, under the under the Abbott government, um, Dutton and well, started with Scott Morrison, and then Dutton basically yeah. made such a secrecy around this, it became like a military operation. Oh, I know. So yeah, that's the problem. And, and now because we, because it's been such a good job, like, we don't hear nice. about it, and yeah, we don't hear about it. Therefore, we think everything's fine. Yeah. Um, I say we. I mean the you know the assholes who vote for these people in the first place. Well, and I mean, the thing <laughs> yeah. is, though, it is it is easy to forget about. Like, <laughs> I... And it is easy to ignore. You know, I I was really outraged for it for a long time. And, of course, I am still outraged about it. But, it, you know, it's it's hard to just keep at that. And, you know, I feel I feel bad that I don't do more um, to, to, to sort of, I don't know, even just get this out there or to send money or to go and visit them or whatever. Cause you know, I've seen people who do that. They will go and visit people mm. in the, the, the camps that are, that are actually on in country, you know, yeah. but, uh, it's so easy to just sort of forget about that in your day to day life. And, you know, you still see the things and you have a moment of, Oh, that's really sad or that or get angry at the government. And then it's onto the next thing on your Facebook feed, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's hard. No, there's only so much you can do. I mean, I suppose. Uh, I mean, part. I, I suppose part of the um, part of our moral obligation. I had how I see it anyway, and, I, and I'm not particularly good at this. Is to call this shit out when you see it. when people say things, you know, like, oh, you know, when they repeat these sort of falsehoods to you, you, you're sort of you. I think you're morally obliged to say, well, actually, no. No, that's not true. But it's very hard to do, and I, and I can't do it. It is hard. You know, I, I've, I've not been able to do it that much. Every now and again, I get an argument with someone about it, and I think after a while, it's like, well, this is like, you know, <laughs> I haven't got the patience nor the, and I'm not nice enough to sit there and politely discuss this. <laughs> I'll get. I'll I'm just lucky get that I've mostly. I'm lucky that I've surrounded myself with enough people that that doesn't come up as an issue. I'm not good at it on other things either, although those are arguably arguably less important, like things like pseudoscience and stuff, because everyone has their friends who go to the chiropractor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have plenty of people within our group who even practice alternative medicines, and I'm not going to get into it with them because <laughs> it's kind of it's not worth it. They're not going to come around on something like that anyway because it does directly affect them. Yeah. You know, they're not going to give up their livelihood because you, you have a conversation with them. Yeah. But yeah, something like the refugees, you would hope that in a conversation like that, you might be able to bring someone around to at least admitting that this is a problem and that our government is doing yeah. the wrong thing. 
I, I do think the tide is turning a little bit. I think people are now... I hope so. People are now sort of saying, well, you know, it's like a way up of, you know, yes, we have stopped these people coming here, but is it worth the torture we're inflicting? Um, you're going to have your, your people who go, oh, yes, it is, you know, this is... The, you know, these are overblown reports. This is the only way. This, this is the only way. But I think more and more decent people, I think, are waking up to this and going, Ugh, yeah. I'm not comfortable with so. this. So, yeah. I, I, there's such a huge issue as well in that labor is so toothless on this. Well, they they brought in, they brought, well, that's it. They, they <laughs> brought the policies in. And um, I kind of, I, I, I guess I just don't get politics. I don't understand why. Because, you know, how many. The people who made the decisions aren't even in power in that party anymore. Like just, no, but a lot of their, you know, a lot of their supporters still vote for them. So that's I the guess problem. that's tr- I guess that's true. But like, yeah, you, I'd have a hell of a lot of respect for them, or more respect for them, if they turned around and said, "Hey, we were wrong. Mm. Like, we need to stop this." But your respect doesn't count for the um, as far as they're concerned. Anyway, it doesn't doesn't make up for the votes they'll lose for it. And the, the, and they remember there's a long memory. But I think the Labor Party is concerned. Where as soon as they did close these these um, camps down, all of a sudden, you know, the people smugglers started operating again. And yeah. that's look, <laughs> you know, if that's the problem is it's case, a complicated issue. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's basically political poison, I think, as far as they're concerned, to 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 yeah. to become a humanitarian in in this case, which it's it's fucking horrible. But that's just the way it is. And it's part. I mean, and and it's yeah, it's yeah. just the part of the problem with the political system in general that you know that something like that can yeah can be political poison. It's like oh well, now nobody's going to touch it, and it's not going to change, and we're just continually abusing these people and breaking our. You know, breaking human, you know, making human rights violations and breaking our obligations to yeah, refugees. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, whatever you call it, the things we sign. Yeah, oh, the conventions. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's crazy. But the problem is that the um, you know, the United Nations take too long to actually do anything about it, or or you know, Amnesty International I, yeah, or anything it's like true. that. It's, they they do seem to move move slowly on that and you know they've said there have been multiple reports multiple times to say hey like Australia you're fucking up you are you, mm. you are violating human human rights and this is not cool but then but we'll get back to you to in like it. they don't years. prosecute anyone they don't yeah there's no sort of action there yeah and in the meantime people are killing themselves in, in these concentration camps and the other thing is that you know, the United Nations still has countries like Saudi Arabia involved in its operations, and Saudi Arabia is mm. one of most just right, I'm concerned, one of those corrupt countries in the world. So, you know, it's yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say we're small fry, but what, I mean, what we're doing, what what is being done in our name is definitely not small fry. But in terms of the global evil, it's yeah, it's true. That's yeah, true. yeah. I guess at every level of politics, like this sort of shit is happening, and and it is just because we all have to play nice, but. In the meantime, it's the people at the bottom who get of course. fucked over. <laughs> yeah, of course. So they they mentioned recently in the US uh, in a couple of reports that I was reading that you know the um, the chances of Hillary winning is like eighty five percent to to Trump's like fifteen that, 80, eighty odd. Yeah. Mm. But then then one guy comes out and goes, well, that's about the same odds as you know a round of um, Russian roulette. So yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like well, one in six is still pretty. Still, pretty it does good put odds. it in perspective a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that applies because it's not. It's not a 
completely. It's not like a random. It isn't a zero sum game. You know, yeah, it's not like. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's about a it's number. Like thing. oh, we might. Yeah. But I've... I mean, I I'm actually I'd be surprised to see him win now, but not as surprised as I should be. Yeah, a few people were actually saying that it's. Um, his biggest chance at the moment is actually voter apathy. So people who go, yeah. oh yeah, enough people vote for Clinton. I won't. I won't bother voting. That's that's often how the Republicans win in the US. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, they they're much better at getting their base out to vote. Plus, they're much better at uh, disenfranchising voters, yeah. <laughs> like bringing in laws that make it harder for, to, for people to vote who would vote who would not vote for them. Um, and they're proud of it sometimes. Like you see some of these quotes. You know, it's like, oh yeah, we vote in the, we brought in the voter ID laws, so that should make a difference when the election comes. Mm. Around. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, they're so blatant like, about it. It's just, it's, they don't yeah. even hide it. It's no. fucked up. It kind of shows how deep these things go. It's like when you hear, you know, was it Tony Abbott talking about, you know, how oh we helped out such and such companies, so they should scratch our back when you know when when Minister whatever uh, you know retires, mm. give him a nice cushy job, and then they did. It's like, oh, like that's the sort of thing we're not actually supposed to hear, but you're so deep in it, you kind of don't realize it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The the other problem in in the United States is the um is the electoral college pretty much ensures that there's no way for a third party candidate to actually get into the presidency. So yeah, and and because the because of the way like it's you just got the one vote, you know, no unlike preferential pre- system, unlike our preferential system. Um, yeah, often those third parties do just siphon votes away from, you know, the other candidates, um, and they do basically become wasted. I mean, I think there's a similar thing there as there is here where they get more funding, the more votes they get, Mm. but obviously that works here because you can make, you know, I guess like a protest vote or a a vote where it's like, well, I want this person to get the funding, even though I know they're probably not going to win, but not actually just throw your vote away. Yep. Well, I think, I think we've... We've covered the political spectrum, <laughs> but one one part of this that we haven't really covered is like how we actually know each other, Shane. Like oh, our, our relationship has in you know um, how did you, band. how did this <laughs> couple of Trevor and Shane get together? Couple. Um, well, actually, this goes back to even when you were around Ben in terms of music um, that's true yeah, yeah. so I, yeah I mean I was in a band with a guy uh, a couple of guys uh, a few years ago and um, we needed a bassist and a mutual mate of ours knew Trev and you Ben as yep. a singer and Trev as a bassist and brought us brought you guys in Ben you didn't last that long I'm not sure why I think it was just because yeah, uh, yeah I think I might it might have been leading up to moving to Canada that's so. possibly what it was I think yeah. it was yeah. um <laughs> Yeah. But um, but Trev stayed on, and then that band broke up. Um, you know, then another another band sprung from the that, yeah, and, so, then that and, that, and that band. <laughs> oh, that I wouldn't even call that a band. That was just like a couple of guys jamming. That was just very very short lived. Um, yeah. No, nah, but the band that me and Trevor are in is a, a sort of a Black Sabbathy kind of band. I guess I guess you'd call them Black Sabbathy kind of band. Yeah. Um, yeah, close yeah, enough. that's about close enough. Yeah, so and we we're still around. We do the occasional gig, uh, the occasional recording session, the occasional jam. But yeah, that's basically it. So, <laughs> and and every year we pretty much say we're going to do a lot yeah, more no, next year. I know. And it <laughs> yeah. Still doesn't happen. But anyway, yeah. no, it's it's because you, you. Sorry. No, I, I miss that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I haven't done any music stuff in a long time. But um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun when we started doing that for mm. that little while. Yeah. And yeah, you guys have obviously 
ran with it to a certain degree. Yeah, um, we just have to. I think I've only seen you play the once, but yeah, we just have to sort of mm. yeah get back get back into on the on the bike, I guess you call it, whatever you want to call it. Well, Trevor, you went and, you went and had a kid, so it's hard to find you know jam jam time. Oh, less than time. less than you might think, to be honest. Um, it's actually not <laughs> Trev's problem. Like Trev isn't the problem. It's, it's yeah. not the main problem. Anyway, it's like it, 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 it's sinking all three yeah. of us up. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, God, if there was another another person in the band, well, yeah, there's just... a three piece band. No. We, we've got a drummer who's um in a Motorhead tribute band, so he's sort of and he's playing a lot of gigs at the moment. Um, so he's yeah he's busy a lot of the time, and I'm in another band as well. So trying to juggle those things up as well, and I work nights, so it's kind of <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> so I can't do gigs during the weekday, or the the, the, the week the week yeah. the weeks unless yeah. I, like, I get the day off, which is not really that possible. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's yeah, but that all might change next year. So hopefully, very good. Uh, <laughs> that would certainly make things a mm. lot easier yeah. for. A lot of gigs nowadays are on on a Friday night, on a Monday night. That's the main problem, yeah. I mean, even if I had Friday nights off, that'd be great, but I don't at the moment, so we'll see. In fact, the only reason why we managed to get you on the podcast this week is because it's currently Cup Day, so therefore it's a public holiday and you don't have to work. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. We torture horses for public holidays. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know. The second the second holiday we have for a sporting event in the in our you know year of holidays in Victoria too, and they're back to back now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't mind so much the um the the the, what's it called the uh, grand final holiday. I think it's a good idea in some ways. Yeah. Well, at least then we're just torturing burly men, pretty much, and you know, as opposed to innocent horses. Exactly. And you know, this year was a good footy year, so. As far as, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, anyway. So. so, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for coming on, Shane. That was no uh, a good little no chat. Um, check out your... You should have people check out your podcast, Science on Top. What was the website? Uh, just scienceontop.com. Perfect. Yeah, nice and easy. Presumably on iTunes. Or, yeah, such. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and something else that Ed told me. Ed's the guy who runs it. I can't remember yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. You'll and you're also on Facebook. So. I am yeah, on Facebook, yeah. So just like you do, just yeah. searching Facebook, you'll find it. It's pretty easy. Yeah. And uh, if you want to uh, find us online, you can find us at our website, www.twosweerydads.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, at twosweerydads. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash twosweerydads. We're still on email, podcast at twosweerydads.com. You can find us on iTunes. Just search Two Sweary Dads, rate, review, subscribe to us there. Um, we'd like to thank Kuradust because we've got an opening track and a closing track, Tonight Party Tonight and Predictive Text. Uh, if you like what you heard, you can check out our not at all similar other podcast uh, that is on every other week to Two Sweary Dads, Lame Storming. That's a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. So then I suppose it comes to that time of the episode. Ben, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'll direct this at Shane. Where uh, where should I hide if Trump becomes president? <laughs> yeah, ask your mum, mate. <laughs> we have a clue. <laughs> <laughs>